You're listening to the SLT Podcast, a resource to encourage and equip Liberty Christian School families for a Christ-centered life. Welcome back to the SLT Podcast. I am Sam. I'm Alex. I'm Courtney. And I'm Taylor. And we are currently recording each from a different place. We are at our own houses, like yeah. many of you listening right now, because I'm in a recliner. we are in the middle <laughs> of a quarantine, which has been such an interesting situation for everybody to navigate. But we hope that all of you have been staying safe and staying optimistic during this time. Um, we just wanted to reach out with this podcast and let you know that we care about you guys. We love our Liberty families, and we want you to know that you're not alone. Even though we are currently separated, we are still together in one spirit. And so with that, we decided as a spiritual life team that we wanted to get together and record a podcast, just offer some hope and some humor and some Christ-centered conversation conversation that um, you guys can be enjoying with your family and stay connected to what the Lord is doing with us. So with that in mind, today we're going to be covering how should Christians be responding to this current cultural crisis that we're in with the coronavirus. And before we get into that topic, though, uh, we are going to ask a question to the team, which is during this quarantine, what is something productive and something weird that you have done out of boredom? Yeah, something something good that's happened from the quarantine during this time is I've just gotten to spend a lot of time with my boys and creating a rhythm uh, for each day. One of the things we get to do is go on a walk and we got to celebrate St. Patrick's Day and we had all the green stuff for breakfast. We got dressed, we went outside. I told them about the... Uh, the legend and, and lore of the four-leaf clover and that it's good luck and so we wanted to go and we were going to search for four-leaf clovers on our walk and so there's clover all over the place in everybody's yards and in the park because it's been raining so much and so we were looking for a while and uh, it felt like we were there for a really long time uh, probably like 20 minutes and there was like cars that were passing by and looking to see what we were doing and um, I kind of started feeling bad like I had second thoughts of like, is this actually real? Like are four leaf clovers a real thing or are they like a myth or like a wives tale? And so I started feeling bad because the boys were getting a little frustrated. And so um, <laughs> luckily when I got back, I looked it up and we watched a video on them and they saw actually, no, they are real. We just couldn't find them this time. For anyone who's mm. interested um, in the wild, a four leaf clover comes about every one of 5,000 clovers. Um, but there's actually five leaf clovers and six leaf clovers. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> you researched this intensely. And that's how Taylor became a homeschool science teacher. <laughs> oh, they're after your lucky charms. <laughs> okay, Alex. All right. Something, I'll start with something weird. <laughs> something weird that I've been uh, doing during this uh during this time so my wife Hannah has to to work uh, from home like we're doing but I've also had a little bit more free time on the on the front end of this week and so uh, we started doing Beyblade tournaments in our closet and uh, the reason we're in the closet is because Hannah's working and she has to do a lot of conference calls um, they're banned at school and so you're playing them at home that's right unban the Beyblades um, I can see why they're banned they're pretty noisy but other than that they're, <laughs> they're really fun uh that's why we're in the closet we, we've just been having a lot of fun and it, probably the most fun thing that 
that arose out of that is uh so as you're playing beyblade and some of you may have heard your kids yell this they yell it all the time is three two one let it rip right um and then you like naturally pull a little beyblade and it spins right. and crashes into other beyblades so he asked me wait how do you say that in spanish and uh, I quickly translated that for him. And so now you just hear two little mini people that sound like little mini soccer announcers yelling, Tres, dos, uno, arrancar! And Shiloh likes to roll his R's even when it's not necessary. Um, oh, sure. And so he says, arrancar! <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, that's that's the weird thing uh, we've been doing. And then uh, the productive thing, as well, it's productive to my family at least, because it provides sustenance, is uh, we've been trying to perfect pizza dough. <laughs> mm. Yep, pizza dough. Specifically, Detroit style pizza crust. Mm. If you've never had Detroit style, it's like a square, kind of thick pizza. Mm. And my favorite, and I know Courtney shares in this, is from Via 313 so good. in Austin. Uh, if y'all are listening, please send me a box. Um, <laughs> it is sponsor phenomenal. Us. It's, yeah, sponsor us. Uh, so, it, it, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Cool. Alex, let me know if you guys decide to start doing curbside pickup. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Oh, hey, that is a, that's a good idea. Here you go. Okay, so something good that has been happening with us is that Luke and I are still in the newlywed apartment days. So we share a 800 square foot apartment and are both working from home. And it's proved to be really fun at some points. And then other points we're like, okay, you go into this room because there are only two rooms while I'm in this room. Or for example, while we were podcasting, Luke had to make a call. And so he just, you know, jumped into our closet to make a call and not be heard on this podcast. So navigating through different things, but it's also been fun. We've played phase 10 and um, cooked together and done puzzles and games. And so it's been a good time. But my something weird that I've done out of boredom is that my sister was talking to me last week because, you know, she's also experiencing the coronavirus separation (laughs) and her friend found this website where you could buy video games that are like older and she found Nancy Drew video games which when my sister and I were in elementary school we would live for the times when our mom would let us get them so we would go to Target in this little corner where they had them and look through these like books to choose what mystery we were going to do and so she found them and there are some that are Mac compatible so obviously I had to get one so I got Nancy Drew the um mystery of the captive curse (laughs) and uh i have been reliving my elementary school glory days investigating um video games so that's the weird thing that's come out of this boredom so middle school and upper school students can look forward to courtney's twitch channel it'll be going live next week so stay tuned for that and sam's tiktok account We've got a compromise. Ooh, so here's the thing. No. Um, so for me, um, we have been pretty productive out of our boredom. Uh, Jen and I have cleaned out our whole fridge and freezer, which seemed like an insurmountable task. But we nailed it. And in doing that, we found some things that I don't 
want to talk about because they were <laughs> they were pretty old um, and pretty gross. But it feels good to uh, do something productive during this time and the spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. You got to make the best out of the situation. But then um, the weird thing I've actually done a couple weird things with my beard. Um, <laughs> the first one is as Taylor mentioned earlier, St. Patrick's Day was this past week, and um, one of our lower school moms has been doing something awesome. She's been putting like these photo challenges up on um, the Facebook groups for lower school and she challenged everybody on St. Patrick's Day to upload a picture of the students wearing something green or doing something green. It was really cool so I decided I gotta get in on this. That's so fun. Yeah and so I went to the store looking for green like hairspray to do my beard because I wanted I thought that'd be funny. I thought the kids would like that. Um, unfortunately they do not have any green hairspray. There's a shortage on that of all things um, but there is no shortage on green silly string. No. Um, and I figured yeah, basically the same thing. So I got home and basically unloaded an entire can of green silly string up into my beard. Um, and it made for an awesome slow-mo video, awesome picture to put up on the Facebook. I was feeling pretty good about it until I tried to get it out of my beard, <laughs> which did not go well at all. Um, it was very painful and took a really long time. And um, unfortunately, I had like a video conference meeting with my team and Dr. McCullough like five minutes after that. Where you were going to be seen. Exactly. But I think <laughs> I probably would have gotten a free pass because they know me well enough by now. And, you know, there's usually something in Pastor Sam's beard. Um, but then today, I also ventured out. I got bored enough to um, try to use my wife's hair straightener on my beard. Yeah. Couldn't have been good. Yeah, no. Um, so it started. Your beard isn't straight right now, so clearly. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, I panicked because um, it started like hissing and steam started coming out, but I thought it was smoke. Um, I just freaked out and bailed because I was like, it's not worth losing my beard. Not good. To see what this looks like. But I'm pretty sure um, by the time this uh, quarantine is over, I will. <laughs> Straighten my beard out and see what that looks like. See how long it is. Yeah. So, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. We're we're having fun out here. So, yeah, it seems like a lot of stuff has changed um, since we saw each other, which was before spring break. Uh, as you guys were leaving to Guatemala, I was leaving to Colorado. Um, it seems like everything went wrong whenever you guys left the United States. And so <laughs> y'all should never leave again. Sorry. Um, so sorry, y'all have been quarantined to the United States. Um, but yeah, lots of stuff, mainly um, the coronavirus, which has spread across the world. Um, and it's here in the United States. And obviously we're feeling the effects of that. And if you look at any news outlet, um, whether it's sports related or just general news related or school related, it seems that it's changing each day as far as how many people you can be around. I don't know what's going to happen to families who have more than 10 people. If they just like get the section <laughs> up in different parts of their house, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but yeah, sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> But it's just changing the way that we're currently living our life and we don't know how long it'll be. We're hoping and praying that this will end quickly, and um, but this could go on for a while and we're just not sure. And so we're starting to see a lot of uncertainty right now. And with uncertainty comes fear, uh, which we're seeing in different outlets. Um, it's affecting people's livelihoods and jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just a lot of concern. So really the question that we wanted to dive into together is, how do Christians respond to this? What's the appropriate response that we have in amidst the change that's occurred? 
Right. So Taylor, I think something that you pointed out is good is that um, there's a lot of fear going on in our society right now and in our culture that spans over a lot of um, just kind of boundaries. And a lot of that is valid. You know, people worrying about their livelihoods and their jobs and school and having to learn kind of suddenly how to be a homeschool teacher. And then a lot of it is maybe not so valid, you know, panicking over toilet paper and hoarding things that are not necessary. And I think with both of those cases, we're seeing people um, just being led by fear, which no matter what, as a follower of Jesus, as a Christian, um, we're called to not be led by fear, but to be led by the Spirit. That's so good. And I think that this is also just a time where we really have an opportunity to shine as believers in a dark world when um, there are so many uncertainties and we can look at this and say, okay, but we know that this is just going to be for a season and we can put our hope and our trust in the Lord and not our circumstances. And so one of my favorite verses is Isaiah 26, three, which says you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so what that means is that our peace doesn't come from seeking it in different ways other than keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. And so when we're trusting in the Lord and keeping our eyes fixed on him, then the rest of it just quickly begins to fade into the background. All of the other fears um, or uncertainties just start to go away when we have our eyes fixed on Jesus. And so I think just a good question to ask ourselves is because we know that this is for a season, like at the end of this, what is it going to say about how we spent our time? Like, did we spend it scrolling and panicking and trying to figure out what was going to happen and just wasting our time, like being annoyed by inconveniences and being short with the people that we love, or because we are believers and we know that we can keep our eyes fixed on Christ and find peace there, did we really invest in the relationships and the opportunity of time we had with our families that we don't mm-hmm. always have? And did we learn new hobbies or did we um, spend time at the feet of Jesus because we are usually so preoccupied by the busyness of life that we miss out on that time? And so I think that that's just a question that we should ask ourselves too is how are we going to be known for the way that we spend our time? And I think that that's a way that we get to share hope in the gospel to an unbelieving world that we're going to look different on Facebook and social media to our friends that don't know the Lord in this season. That's really good. And I think what we're seeing people doing um, in trying to seek comforts during this time is just a natural response um, because fear most of the time is coming from Um, the unknown. It's coming from a lack of understanding. And so the natural response that people have when they're afraid is to try to gain some sort of knowledge Mm -hmm. or understanding about their situation because it gives them comfort. Um, And so unfortunately, right now, the way we do that is through news outlets and media outlets, which um, may have an agenda of, you know, wanting people to feel fearful, so they'll continue listening or watching. And that's not what God is calling us to do. We see in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, um, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So another version of that says, 
um, that God's peace surpasses all human understanding, which I think is cool. It has a double meaning. First off, um, it means that the peace of God is so powerful that it surpasses what we can even wrap our heads around. Mm-hmm. And the second is that God's peace is so much better than the peace that comes from understanding a situation. So it doesn't matter how informed you are. It doesn't matter how plugged in you are to the current situation in the news. But if you're connected with God, if that's your source of comfort, then that's going to not only comfort you, but your family and the people around you and everybody that's in your circle of influence. That's good. Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely important to to check our motives and see where our hope really comes from in, in times like this. Um, you know, uh, it's definitely worth noting, and I hope this encourages you to, to note that as the Holy Spirit's working in us as Christians, our like spiritual DNA is changing. Like God is transforming us. He's morphing us. And so we don't become immune to, to fear. We don't become immune to pain or anxiety or, or suffering. We just become resilient towards it. Uh, we still feel it, um, but we survive it. And uh, even we're grown through it. In 2 Corinthians 4, Paul writes, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Um, and I love that. What What is what is death, what should be death to us, what should be crushing to us, what should be foundationally shaking and ripping for us is actually life for us. Um, it is in seasons like this that it's, I think, even important to ask questions, um, that we get to ask questions as Christians, that we get to look at the eye of a storm and ask things uh, rather than, Lord, why is this happening to me? We get to ask instead, Lord, what do you want want me to learn through this? Or uh, how are you seeking to change me? Uh, what, what are you trying to open my eyes to? Um, or even, how can I get my eyes off of myself? And what would you have me do for my neighbor uh, through this? And so that's uh, kind of the gist of the gospel is that you're being transformed. Your response should look completely different to the world's response, where the world's response is to, you know, ironically go hoard toilet paper uh, (laughs) for their own uh, self-preservation, we get to rest in the Lord for our needs and ask different questions in a, in a time like this. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to hear from you guys just practically, how should we be responding as believers? And so what does this look like in your families personally? What are some ways that we can walk in that we will really take advantage of this time that we have? Courtney, I love, um, what you said walking in this because like literally that was one of the first things that I think a lot of people are doing, but my wife and I have started doing is like taking more walks and like, it's so crazy how these things that have been around forever, we we're sort of rediscovering <laughs> and treating them like, did you guys know about outside? Like, like, so we have a neighborhood. I, think, I, I know, right? There's other people. So it's crazy. And I think a word that kind of encapsulates um, the season that we're in too is recapture. 
Um, because as advanced as I think we like to consider our society and our culture now, um, there's absolutely drawbacks to the comforts of modern technology and just our modern lifestyle. And we've lost a lot of those things. So this is actually getting us back to a lifestyle that's a lot better. And so my hope and my prayer for all of us is that you know, hopefully this does end soon, but when it does, that we keep a lot of these routines and these habits mm-hmm. and these rhythms that we're building. I hope that this becomes the new normal, not necessarily that we're locked in and all kind of struggling, but that we start to prefer spending time with each other than tuning out and disconnecting and getting away from each other. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to to touch on the family point and not that I'm doing this well, um, but definitely growing in these areas and wanting to do this better. I think that, you know, there's going to be a knee jerk reaction uh, for families and for parents that have, you know, kids at home. There's a TV show in which something occurs in the TV show and all the kids have to stay at home and, you know, different things are closed. And so this disgruntled mom um, talks to this like local government board and uh, see, she says this, Hey, school's out for two weeks. What am I going to do with my kids all day? Keep them in my house where I live. (laughs) Um, And I feel like that's kind of the same thing of like, what am I supposed to do all day with my kids? Like I live here, they're going to tear and destroy the place. So how do we win back this time? Like, how do we redeem this time that the Lord has given us? Like our lives normally are so incredibly busy that we as family units are separated for the vast majority of the day. Um, I know the rhythm for a lot of people is our kids are gone from eight to four o'clock in school. Uh, we could get home from work anywhere between five or six, make dinner and really just have an hour or two a day Mm -hmm. of being able to be intentional when we're tired from working all day. Um, and it's really hard to engage and through this quarantine, God has given us the opportunity. And that's a word that I have to keep telling myself um, and that I pray and encourage that we would have as parents for the opportunity that we have to spend time with our children and with um, our spouses. And that whenever we're on the other side of this, that we could look back on this time and say, man, that time was so sweet for our family. Um, We're really we got to know one another on a deeper level. We were intentional with our time. We asked each other questions uh, and we wanted to be together. And knowing that that's not going to be perfect, but that's our prayer that we have for our family, Mm -hmm. that we would love one another more at the end of this and that we would love the Lord more at the end of this. And so I think some practical things as a family is to develop rhythms and habits or routines that we're able to all follow together. And so I know for our family, we've just created a rhythm of, hey, during this segment of time, we're all going to be reading or we're all going to be creating or um, different things like that. I know one thing that was really sweet is that our church, we weren't able to go to last Sunday. And so normally we do worship at church. And so just the simple thing of, hey, boys, um, each of you pick a song, of worship and we're going to play it on our computer and we're just going to worship together. And so it got the boys included and we've been able to do that a couple different times. And that's been really cool. Um, and so 
how to develop different spiritual disciplines together as a family. And if you have any questions on how you do that, we've actually done a podcast in the past um, that you could go listen to uh, of just practical ways um, to develop these spiritual disciplines on how to deepen our relationship with the Lord and also encourage our kids and our spouse to do the same thing. And so the biggest thing that I would say for my family is just being intentional and looking at this as an opportunity and not a hindrance to our life. Because what really matters in life um, are relationships. Um, that's what we've been created for. Uh, we have been created to work for relationships. Um, it is a means to where we get to spend time with one another. And so um, we get to spend time with one another in a really intimate way now because we're confined to 800 square foot apartments, you know, so. <laughs> and Taylor, something I think that your family does really well that I just want to applaud you for and also encourage all of our families to do is that you allow yourself room to give each other grace. So that's just part of your family dynamic is that you're quick to your children and you guys are just quick to apologize in different areas or ask for grace or give yourself grace. And I think mm -hmm. that that's something that maybe our families need to be reminded of right now is that you were not able to prepare for this. Like even people that decide to homeschool, they take months doing research and preparing for this. It's not like they woke up and became Pinterest queen, professional mom or dad. <laughs> um, and so I think just giving room of like, you're not going to get it right every day or every hour. And so being okay with asking your child for um, forgiveness in an area where maybe you were stressed because of something going on in work, which is very understandable and just being okay with forgiving yourself in those moments as well. But that's just something I want to keep on our thoughts and brains is like, you're not going to become professional at this overnight or ever. Yeah. And so walking through knowing that you're going to be quick to pr just show the gospel in the way that we forgive and love each other through mistakes. Yeah, right. We, we may not have very much physical space right now, but we still need to be giving each other room and giving each other grace to figure this out together mm -hmm. and giving ourselves grace, um, especially those of you out there um, that have kids and know, um, Courtney and me are still both in the stage of life where we don't have kids yet. So, you know, this is just really good, um, spouse foundational time to build our marriages. But for those that have kids, give yourselves the room and say like, man, maybe God hasn't called you to be a teacher and you now find yourself outside of your calling and figuring that out. But knowing that God's going to equip you with everything that you need to get through this, like God was not surprised by coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Yeah, I think in this time of quarantine, there's a heightened sense of the need for community and that virtual community just doesn't quite do it. Um, that there, that there's something more that we need, but we can leverage, you know, the technology we have. Um, I know last night the guys in our home group, like they all met on Google meet and just kind of talked about their day so they could see each other and talk. And, um, just to know also that, uh, in our families that we're not alone and that we should definitely leverage the technology that we do have access to, uh, for the good of the gospel and the good of our family and in keeping in community, uh, with family and friends, um, and holding each other accountable to pursue the Lord, um, in these crazy times. Mm -hmm. So speaking of these kind of virtual meetings and things, um, so at Liberty Christian School, we've come up with some strategies and ways to stay connected, um, not only families and their teachers for academics, but also with the spiritual life team. Um, you know, we've come together and 
kind of brainstormed and planned out ways that our families can, even during isolation and quarantine, stay connected to spiritual life and feel like um, they have somebody to go to and just a source for Christ-centered community and relationship building and connection. And so we're going to talk about a few of the ways that in the coming weeks, our families are going to have access to different resources and things to continue developing spiritual life, even at home. Yeah. One way to stay connected with us, uh, I alluded to it earlier in going back and listening to our Spiritual Discipline podcast, um, is that we've recorded podcasts and they're already up on our site. And you can also find them uh, through uh, podcasts through your phone and go back to and, and listen to them. And there's a slew of topics <laughs> that you can listen to and get to know who we are a little bit more. I encourage you to go back and listen to them. And some of those topics too will be places where you can connect with your kids because we have had multiple parents come to us and be like, oh my gosh, especially the dating and relationship series that they listen to it and their kids listen to it. And then it became conversation around the table. Yep. Right. And so we're definitely planning in the next couple of weeks, um, recording a few more and doing a few more mm-hmm. and just continuing to offer just some hope and some Christ-centered just optimism and fun um, as we continue to figure this out together. Another way that we are partnering with families is through a Google site that we have created that really shows each of the schools. We have preschool, lower school, middle school, upper school, a different page for each with specific resources that we think will be valuable for that age of student. So there are apps, there are worship playlists, there are um, websites where you can just go and look at all of the different content on them. So we've just had a lot of fun gathering resources that we think will be valuable for your relationship with the Lord, whether you're a parent listening to this or a student listening to this, we think that these are valuable resources. And also on those pages, we're going to have weekly devotionals where you'll be able to hear from us and just see our faces or hear our voices as we walk you through a piece of scripture that will encourage you or something that the Lord's doing in our lives. So just another way to connect with you. And we'll also be doing community groups, which is another thing that we wanted to do just to give that connection to students. So being able to see each other's faces, being able to talk about what's going on and being able to study something specific. So we have different groups that are um, everything from studying a book of the Bible to studying something specific like the art of discipleship and how do you make disciples or how do you have um, good friendships and what does it look like to walk in reconciliation with friendships. So you'll also be able to find all of the information for those community groups on our Google site and how to sign up for those. But that's another way that we just want our students to be able to connect with one another and for us to be able to guide um, each of the students as they're walking with the Lord through this time and when they have more margin. Another way that we're going to stay connected uh, through the Spiritual Life Department is just like our teachers here at Liberty Christian School, we in the Spiritual Life Department are also going to be having um, office hours, essentially, where we will be available that if you want to meet or if your student would like to meet uh, with us to talk, um, whether there's something going on at home or just general things that you just want to talk about, um, we would love to meet with you in those ways. Uh, And so uh, we're going to be hosting those times as well. And so there should have been an email that you received uh, that kind of gives information on how to uh, get signed up or reach out to us to schedule those times. So as we finish this episode up, um, we're just going to go around real quick and do something healthy and set a goal for ourselves. So to the Spiritual Life team, what is one thing, what is one goal you want to get accomplished before we go back to normal life? Well, speaking of healthy, I want to finish my amazing pizza crust abilities. I want to perfect those. That is seriously a goal of mine. Nice. 
Well, I've had a guitar since I was a 10th grader in high school and I still don't know how to play it very well because, you know, I've never had time. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But now I'm at home and I am able to carve out time to do that. And so one of my goals is to kind of play the guitar and get better at it and feel confident whenever all this is done. I think that'd be fun, you know, cause I'm a Christian male in ministry. And so I should be able to play the you guitar. You have to, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. Better late than never. You know, I, I just really need to beat that Nancy Drew game probably. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, prove my 10 year old self. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, I, I don't know if I have one like big lofty goal. Now I'm just going to be thinking about this all the time, but, uh, you know, so yours is setting a goal. Yeah. Setting a goal before we get back probably is the goal. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I want to read a lot of books. Mm, I like reading. So this is ample time to read while we're locked away. Nice. So for me, um, I definitely have been putting off cleaning up my closet for like three or four years and you can tell, Mm. But apparently, yeah, that's where all the cool people are hanging out during the quarantine is in their closets. So <laughs> I, need to, <laughs> <laughs> I need to finish the spring cleaning and, and get all those clothes out of there and donate it. So stuff, that you have so. space to play Beyblades. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. go do Beyblades, I guess. <laughs> or Nancy Drew. <laughs> we'll figure it out. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the SLT podcast. We are going to be recording and releasing some more over this time. And we hope that you guys are encouraged. As we mentioned, if you have any specific prayer requests, please reach out to us. We would love to encourage you during this time and make sure that you stay connected. Love you guys. Yep. Go buy some toilet paper. Thanks for joining us on the SLT podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us at spirituallife at mylcs.com. Tres, dos, uno, arrancar!